Why is he so mad? Did he stub his toe on the way to work or something? Well, that's why you're gonna give the summary up. <laughs> Welcome to the Cricket Tail Podcast. This is Rob. This is Freddy. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be doing a little bit of catch-up with some uh, some Marvel stuff, Daredevil and Avengers Age of Ultron. Maybe you've heard of them. Uh, followed by a review of Mad Max Fury Road, and then a larger discussion of the Age of Reboots. Speaking of Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron, and then Age of Reboots. So. Age of Reboots. So, <laughs> so pull, up, mean, pull up a chair and welcome to the table. So what's up? How's it going? Uh, no, nothing much, Rob. I was asking Freddie right before we started, I'm like, so what movies have you been watching? He's like, I've been watching shows. I'm like, well, that doesn't help me for a movie yeah, podcast. Well, yeah, I've been watching a lot of shows and educational did you? Well, Programs, how dare you try to learn? <laughs> how dare you learn? You go to the movies not to think, just to see cool shit. Yeah. Basically. Oh, you don't watch any of the shows that I watch. I saw the last few episodes of Gotham. Did you see the season finale of that? No. So oh, we well, can't talk about that. That's the last thing. <laughs> and you don't watch Agents of, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, and I don't watch Glee. Yeah, well, that's over. So. Nobody watches Glee. Well, nobody watched Glee when it was on, technically, so. <laughs> Technically, it was canceled two years ago. <laughs> That's true. And they just—they didn't tell anybody. They're they just, just like, officially oh, whatever. canceled it <laughs> just recently. Yeah, so, so no. The, the last movie you saw, I guess, was Avengers. Um. Yeah. Mad okay. Max. I've been just been looking at television shows, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead's on a break now. So I just yeah, documentaries yeah, so you're your time. and stuff like that. Yeah. Counting down the days until Walking Dead starts up again. Yeah. I finished Daredevil a while ago. I know. I finished it yesterday. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you want to go? Which one do you want to do first, Age? Uh, Daredevil first. Daredevil All came right. out earlier. All right. So we're going to talk about Daredevil. Yes. We, uh, we started with the first two episodes of Daredevil. Um, last, well, two podcasts yeah, ago. Yeah, episode seven, The Man Without Fear, aptly titled. Yeah, go listen to that for our thoughts on the first two episodes. Yeah, and if you recall, I thought we were going to see Wilson Fisk in like four or five episodes in. Yeah. And turns out he came in the third episode right after, what a, <laughs> right was after really, we stopped. It was a really good introduction, too, because that was when you basically see him like the last scene. Or so of the third one, almost when he's looking at the painting uh-huh. in the art gallery. That was a great introduction to him because yeah. I'd, I'd seen that photo leaked online, or released probably not even leaked. It was released by Marvel, and but I didn't realize that was like literally the first shot that you were gonna get of. Well, King another thing that I loved was the significance behind. Yeah, we the should photo we should do should we do a spoiler that... warning just in case. Oh, that's just a given. Yeah, it's a given. It's spoilers, a... spoilers for Daredevil and then Agent, Major sure, Age of Ultron. I'm sure most of them already saw it. Um, okay, so uh, the the background of Wilson Fisk, they go into that like, well, like, like six or something. Six or seven, something like the middle. Yeah, yeah. like toward the middle of, of uh, the, ser- the season. And uh, it goes into the him as a child having to kill his father after he beats his mom. With, his uh, dad beats his mom. Not yeah. His dad. His, his dad beats his mom, and he ends up killing his father with what does he kill him with? Was it a hammer or something? A hammer. Yeah. Yeah. That was really some really brutal violence in this show. And the whole time while he's hearing his mom getting beaten by his dad, he's watching the wall, which is what the the portrait is. Is basically just a wall. And uh, just a white wall with little like gray. Yeah, it was marks like that. It. it was like that eggshell 
uh, tone. Yeah, exactly. So that's the significance behind that, and it kind of like he wears his father's uh, wears his father's cufflinks, cufflinks to uh, to to remind himself that he's not a bad guy, and that you know. But really, he's just trying to like cage the beast inside. So he gets like this girl, I believe her name is Vanessa. Yeah, yeah, and she's right out of the comics. That's yeah, his wife. Yeah. Oh, the whole everyone I've I've read that everyone is out of the comics. Yeah, Even like much. that. The, that, the, the one that makes his, his suits. African-American guy. Oh. Yeah, the guy that oh, makes his suits. Well, the the uh, African-American the, guy the, that sells the, the gun to that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you meant the uh, I thought you meant Ben Urich for a second. Yeah, him too. He's out of the comic books yeah, as they, well. Yeah, they dispatched him pretty early. I thought he was going to stick around for the next season. Yeah, but that's what the surprise... I mean, I saw that there death coming. Of, I, was, I, I was worried that would happen, but yeah. Because I knew they wouldn't, they wouldn't kill uh, Kieran. Yeah, yeah, she's too interesting because she because she has already a past, and we of, didn't we didn't get to that. And she, here. we haven't gotten to that yet. Oh man, she already I'm... has stuff she's trying to hide. So um, it's uh, it's really interesting how they how it's gonna play in right. later when when uh, you know Nelson finds out you know Foggy. Well, we don't know exactly what her backstory is. At least at least this show's version of her backstory. I know in the comics it's different things, but well, they've been pretty true to the comics so far, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if it's pretty identical to to what the the comics brings, except for Yurik. He I don't know if he dies by the hands I don't of think Kingpin so. like that. No, that but, was that was real. That was really intense. Uh, it was a really intense scene. Yeah. What do you what do you how do you feel about all like the little um, the little just like glimpses of like oh hey. This is, uh, you know, this happened right after the Avengers. It's like, won oh, the, the and, incident. And yeah, the incident. It's like, oh, well, come on. We're not talking about somebody with an um, iron suit or a magic hammer. Yeah. That kind of. I thought that was great. They also they also did. A, Captain America reference later on, right? They or, did a, the Captain America reference. They referenced Bullseye. They referenced Electra. When did they. Re- Electra, I remember that. Uh, where Bullseye, was the Bullseye reference? The the reference is when the the cop gets shot, mm-hmm. and you see an ace on the floor. The ace is supposed to be a symbol from Bullseye. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you never see the who the sniper is, but you you would assume that it's Bullseye. Okay. So okay. that's that's one of the. Uh, there's also a Punisher reference as well in there. There's uh, on. behind one of. Uh, well, if I'm Marvel and this show's doing as well as it's doing, there's no reason whatsoever that I don't either either announce a Punisher show straight out the gate for next year, after these next few, or have Punisher show up in season two of Daredevil to set up his own show. Yeah, behind one of the, uh, one of, like in the 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 boxing arena where it has like the you know the Murdoch versus this guy you know Carl battle of Murdoch versus this guy behind it has like a little it looks like a skull. So a lot of people are thinking like, oh, it's a Punisher reference. So there's a little, there's little snippets here and there. There's a lot more if you, if you, uh, if you like really like paid attention and you watched it over and over again, there's tons of them online, but, um, for the most part, they also, they also, um, we meet, uh, we meet stick obviously in the episode titled stick. Yeah. But they hint at the whole, you know, the hand and that whole organization. We see a red ninja at one which point. Which also, and all that. Um, which w- there's also Gao yeah. and stuff that has a lot to do with that as well. Yep. 
and has a lot to do with some of Iron Fist's storyline as well. That so it could lead into that a little bit. Well, I read that um, Claire Temple, the character that uh, Rosario Dawson played, uh-huh. she's in the comic books. I think she's a love interest of Luke Cage. So I'm wondering if that's going to happen now because we know he's one of the upcoming shows. I think he's the third one that's scheduled to happen. Yeah, because Rosario, yeah, you said Rosario Dawson, her character plays into that. Right. So, uh, and, uh, and she calls him Mike. So I'm wondering if that has to like, Oh, I had a, a boyfriend that, that was bad. That was called Mike. Wonder if that ties Maybe. into something with Luke Cage or something like that. Um, but the funny thing about Mike, that I researched is that that's actually Matthew's middle name. Right. That And he also had, like, in the comic books, he has a twin brother that's name is Mike as well. So he went by him a lot of the times as well as, like, a... An alias. An yeah. alias. How do you feel about Wilson Fisk's, like, little uh, outbreaks? Oh, man. What you mean? With the, well, with the, starting, the first one with the Russian. Starting the, epi- the, the end of episode door. four, where he's straight up... Fucking rips that guy's head off, basically. Yeah, that was crazy. I'm, I was some of the stuff that happened. I was surprised that Marvel went there. Like, kudos to Marvel because I mean, those first two episodes we watched, like they were dark and they were heavy, but they weren't like there were no decapitations or people like slamming their head into like this metal spike and they they got like, if this was a movie, this would be straight up like hard R. Yeah. So the fact that they were that secure in doing that, considering that their brand name is more known for you know, quippy Tony Stark and Captain America and stuff. I, I really respect that. And I think that's really smart from a band, from a brand perspective, mm-hmm. because now they're opening it up to a whole different kind of story that they have through the Netflix, uh, you know, venue. For yeah. That. Yeah. The, the, it's also very true. The comic books. With well, the yeah, of course, as well, because but... it's not all, um, just, just like Batman type. And well, even they... in Batman, there's a lot of, there's a lot of gore and stuff too, but Batman doesn't really, well, they totally they could have taken fam- Daredevil fam- and watered it down like they did with the Ben Affleck movie back oh, in the yeah, day. Oh, yeah, of course. But I think that they also were like, no, we want to do something as different from that as possible. Uh, and I think they nailed it because, I mean, I haven't read a lot of the comics, but from what I've read online, everybody that's read the comics is like, holy shit, this person from the comics and this person from the comics and teasing all these different storylines. It's been it's been really interesting. And the way that they ended it, where the first season is basically an origin story for Kingpin and, and Daredevil. I thought was really interesting. We finally see the suit at the end. Well, yeah, honestly, both, I, I didn't even care. By the end. I didn't even really care that much when we saw the suit. It was like, oh, there's a suit. All right. Well, I, I was so invested without the suit. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. They but for a while they were starting with Frank Miller's uh, just a man, but man in the black mask. Yeah. And uh, and then eventually transformed into into like his actual Daredevil costume. Right. But, uh, and at the end, Fisk also had a somewhat white suit as well. Right. So they were, we were both like, they both transformed into who they were going to, who they were meant to be. Right. And, uh. Vincent D'Onofrio was so good. Like, if yeah. he doesn't get an Emmy nomination, that's, that's some bullshit. Like, well, this I, show should in general, said, but. I've said this a lot of times to, to other people, but I mean, he's like one of the best depic- depictions of a, of a Marvel villain. Yeah, he's right up there with Loki. I mean, it's not not even a question. I mean, yeah, as far as character development, I'd say he's even better. Yeah, yeah. As far as well, character also, development, yeah, we've also I mean, you, we've you seen show, Loki in multiple movies, I guess. It's sort but of they don't thrill. really you don't really go into that much detail. You went into the backstory right. and detail of Wilson Fisk. 
You've got a lot of symbolism with him looking into the mirror. Yeah. You know, seeing himself as a little kid, bloody. It's a different uh, level of with storytelling. With the wall and the painting. With his cufflinks, with the routine that he does. He has always has the same routine oh, yeah. and the same music. You know, he has him, makes himself an omelet, you know. Um, and, uh, and he wears the same suit, the same color suit all the time. With his little, uh, with his armor built into it. With his armor built, yeah. That and, was cool. That was a cool development too you know staying behind the the scenes and then when it gets to the point where it turns out that he should be a public figure he's like you know fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna be someone that i'm not and show a public image of myself and you know because really he he tries to stay to himself he's very right you know introvert and he doesn't want to yeah he's basically like a giant he's just basically like a big Teddy bear? <laughs> well, a big... I don't know about that. He's basically like a big... He acts like a big teddy bear. He's like a big kid in a way. Like, he never really grew up. And then when he gets pissed off, the two times he loses his shit are one, when you embarrass him in front of the girl that he likes, and two, when you, when you like, basically tell on him to his mother, sort of, type, sort of deal. Yeah. So he's like, he's like a little... like He's like a giant, very powerful child, like, with his temper tantrums. Yeah, exactly. So, um... So yeah, we're super excited for season two. I'm, I kind of want to go back and rewatch season one again. Oh, one of the I want to just go to one of the scenes that I liked as well. I wrote yeah, it yeah. down here. Um, a scene uh, there was a scene when one of Gao's people was in the car and he was just singing to himself. Of course, blind because all of Gao's people are blind. Right. And and he's singing to himself, and you just like it oh just my rotates God. in the yes, car. Yes, that was amazing. And you see Daredevil just like. Knocking everyone, you know, going, doing the fight scene and everything. And he's just going to himself, singing and, and you know, his his language and everything. I thought that was really cool. There was, a, there was so, so many... There was some shit in here that was just so artfully done that I was just like, wow, nice, nicely played. On all counts, the, the, from the dialogue to right. the cinematography to... Um, but that was one of those. That to was like one the of those sequences. Motifs and all that that stuff. was one of the the one you were talking about in the car. That was one of those sequences that jumped out to me as like, okay, now they're just fucking showing off. <laughs> yeah, like the part, like, like the, the like hallway. the hallway fight. Exactly, that's what it made me think of. This was another one of those standout sequences. Yeah, and and they also, I I I think they were also trying to hint to maybe the immortals as well with that. With that little, the, remember they had a package and it was a kid. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are speculating, saying it might be something from the Immortals or whatever that uh, that the the Japanese were trying to bring in. Oh, okay. Uh, Nobu, uh-huh. and all stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So and the the fight with Nobu was freaking crazy. That was too. awesome too. But anyways, uh, yeah, we could talk about Daredevil all day. Yeah, we're gonna move on because this is kind of older news. It so. is, but it's awesome. So we so wanted, we're to, we wanted to, to let you guys know how much we loved it. We're gonna move on to Age of Ultron. Okay, what do you think of Age? I of Ultron? thought it was good. Uh, I thought they had again spoilers. I thought they had way too much going on, um, and I, I think you see a little bit of the problem that we had with Amazing Spider-Man two and Spider-Man 3 and like where they're overstuffing it with so much stuff because you know Joss Whedon probably wanted to do certain things with the storyline and Marvel's like well you gotta put this in there because Black Panther's coming or you gotta put this in there to sort of lead up to Thor Ragnarok things like that like I felt like I felt like the scenes that detracted from the main story and that were the most obvious setup scenes for future movies were the ones where I started to like check out a little like even though Andy Serkis was great as Ulysses Claw 
I was sort of just like, what, what does this have to do really with anything? I mean, and they found a way to sort of tie it back to Ultron. And I'm sure a lot of this will pay off next year in Captain America Civil War. But, uh, but I mean, I liked it. I liked it a lot, but I didn't like it as much as, as uh, the first one. Just because I felt like they compressed so much storyline into a little over two hours. And it just didn't have that freshness as the first movie. And a lot of the stuff with Ultron happened really fast. Like, we're ten minutes in and Ultron is born, basically. That whole, like... And some of the stuff was a little... I always tell Kai, like... She has issues with science fiction a lot of the time. And I, I always tell her, it depends if it's grounded. Like, if they establish the world first and then build off of that. I feel like there were certain elements in this movie... Where it was just sort of like really supernatural, fantastical things happening without really with any setup. And... Like with Vision, like all of a sudden Thor's coming in, like boom, and then there's a person, like a robot person, talking around. Yeah, I, I mean, Vision that just was came awesome. Out of nowhere, but I was no. just like, okay, wait, what the fuck? What is this doing here? He came like more than halfway through, or halfway, more than halfway. Through yeah, the it's film. like almost, the, and... almost right, right before the climax. And he's just like, oh, I just, I was just uh, an adaptation of Jarvis. I was he's like, I'm not there. Jarvis. I'm not Ultron. I'm different. Yeah, I am. And I that's am. just supposed to explain. But everything. he was awesome. I love I love the vision. But it almost it's almost like you could feel like it's almost like you could feel the Marvel execs being like, "All right, hurry up, Thor, get over there. We got to get Vision in this movie," you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was some some of my issues with it. But but that and also this this the scene in the beginning with the two balls of light, Jarvis and Ultron having a conversation, and the fact that they were like artificial intelligence, like two seconds in, like you can't just jump right into that. The fact that they basically did a montage and a banner and Stark developing Ultron and then all of a sudden Ultron is like pretty much created. I felt like that happened way too fast. It, it, all they really needed to do was maybe maybe put it in the script that they have been working on this for a while but haven't had a breakthrough yet. That would Even that would have like cleaned it up a little. So you wouldn't need needed to have that montage. It's like we understand that this is something that they've been developing on the back burner between movies. But they didn't really have that. It was just like, oh, we're working on this now. And it's just all of a sudden, within a few days, I guess, they, they threw Ultron together. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I didn't have as much of beef with that, with the, the whole Jarvis and uh, Ultron talking and all that stuff. I, 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 I thought they had a lot of characters crammed into it. Right. Adding Vision into the mix, too, also complicated things. Having Scarlet Witch and she was cool though. I liked Silver into it a lot. Uh, you know, aiding them and the whole thing with uh, Ulysses Claw and the whole thing with the uh, whatever the Asian woman's name was that oh, yeah, created the Doctor Vision. Show or something. Yeah, it's just it was just so much. Well, stuff. plus uh, Baron Van Von Strucker, he was in it for like he he got killed off pretty much like halfway through the film, just like uh, he's dead. And I thought he was going to be more of a presence going forward in the movies, and I guess not. Well, that was the whole Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. I guess. We don't really have much in the way of HYDRA leaders now, I guess. Uh, if Red Skull's still alive, well, maybe they could do that. They could. I mean, we don't know what happened to him. He could show up in Infinity War and, and be like, also, I've been working with Thanos the whole time. I think Zemo is a part of HYDRA. Well, he's been. So a, he's he made, could, he's going to be he in Civil War. Be, yeah, So because I think he's one of the people that... Um, that you know, tries to get Captain America. Right. But um, the guy that was in uh, Captain America, he's also still part of Hydra. So it's not like Hydra's... Oh, Crossbones? Yeah. It's not like Hydra's dead, but it's... Simmering on the back yeah. burner while the whole Infinity Gauntlet exactly. thing is building up. Exactly. What about Thor and his, like, random little, like, bath that he had halfway through the movie? He's like, I need to go to this special pool so I can see stuff. That was weird. 
I didn't. I didn't care for that. They. They did. Thor seemed like he was just around. That was for the ladies. I guess. <laughs> I guess. And for me, for him to to know that something was up. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. The thing in the the mid credit scene with Thanos just being like, "Fuck you guys, I got this." That was random and didn't really move the. Fo- that was basically the. It was an alternate version of what we saw at the end of the first Avengers, sort of teasing towards that. Yeah, I, the main, the biggest problem is that they topped themselves so much. They already, they, they, they already established right. a level already with the first one, and there was no way to possibly top it. Well, or, I thought, or made it very difficult to top it. I thought, I think, I still think Captain America: The Winter Soldier is a better movie than Avengers: Age of Ultron, personally. I think it's it holds together as this one story. It has a lot of characters in it, but everybody's as serviced a, film, a little bit. As a film, maybe, but as an action sci-fi movie, well, it's not not as much. necessarily because it's not Soldier's so much not on much the action of... side. Uh, well, it is, but not with the sci-fi. It's, not so, it's more. It's more of on the story yeah, side, right? I mean, there's not as much action of, as as Avengers, right? Well, yeah. Well, so, well, as I mean... an action Marvel movie, it's not as good, but as a film. It is as good as far as plot right. wise, as which is what as... I sort of said in my review. I say something about how um, the solo movies are are should be more intimate, and they should be more like this is Captain America's soul, uh, story. Let's see what happens with him. This is Iron Man's story, and the Avengers age of the Avengers movies, the team up movies, shouldn't be. I mean, yeah, everybody should have a character arc, but it doesn't need to be as deep because it's you're more. You're more doing these broad events that sort of shape the, the future for all of them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that was something that I heard as a lot. I've heard a lot as a criticism that I don't really 100% agree with. Um, but I mean, we sound like we're shitting all over the movie. We both liked it. It's, it's just, it didn't quite live up to our ridiculous expectations. But there was still a lot of great Joss Whedon moments in there. If they cut down on the characters, if they added more Ultron sequences... And if, uh, if, if, yeah, those two things, if they just, if they just uh, took a few of the characters out and had a single storyline with Ultron, or instead of having different, different things with Ulysses Claw or whatever, you know, you can hint toward it, but you don't have to have him in the movie. Well, you don't have to have a whole scene with him just talking for two minutes about whatever's going on with him. I'm like, yeah, I don't like care. they're already trying to introduce him for the yeah, Black Panther yeah. movie, and um, you know, it, it's just too much. Like Although Andy Serkis said. was good, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. Yeah. But I heard that there's supposed to be an extended version of the movie for DVD or in Blu-ray because Joss Whedon had shot. I think original cut was like three hours or something. So I, it's it's weird. It's one of those weird cases where I'm like, I'm not sure if they should have trimmed things back. Or flesh things out a little bit more. Which one have been better? So, either way, I'm I'm looking forward to see the an extended cut that maybe has a little yeah, bit more of that. Apparently, it was shown out. in like I don't know, like Japan and stuff. Yeah, like, Loki was foreign supposed countries, to be in it. scene was cut out. Foreign countries, they had a lot more scenes that the U.S. didn't. Oh really? I didn't yeah. even know they they screened those overseas. They, oh yeah, they did. It was there were a lot of different sequences and stuff that the U.S. didn't even get to see. Oh, that's not cool. So, all right, we're gonna move on to Mad Max. All right. right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is a, re- a a reboot. This is the fourth movie in the series. Thirty years ago, they they. It's the, this is the fourth movie in the series. This is the thirty year gap between the last movie. Right. 
How do you think it would? How I've do you ne- think it did? I've never seen any of the other movies, so I, it's hard for me to say in regards to that. But in regards as as the singular movie, how do you think it did? Well, I have uh, I have a confession to make. When I saw it, I was tired. So, the fact that the movie is very light on dialogue and very heavy on just like nonstop action, action yeah. sort of I think sort of wore me down. Um, and because of that, I. I I, I gave it sort of I gave it a very middling review I gave it like three out of five and I bumped it up to three and a half because I'm I'm thinking about it more and hearing other people's thoughts and I'm like yeah I guess that was pretty cool. Um, because, so what you're telling me is is that you were persuaded? Not persuaded. It's just like that peer pressure got to you and you're <laughs> not, like not oh, to that okay, extent. I'll give it another half. <laughs> no, because I I had a chance to reflect on it a little more I guess. Um, well, it's one of those things where everybody is... If you know is, the series, too. I, I, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I haven't seen if any you of them. Know, if you know the Mad Max series... I mean, it stands you know it on its own expect. because it kind of just throws you right into this post-apocalyptic world. But a lot of the stuff that happens in it, visually, it looks really impressive. Yeah. Like, the, it's all it's almost all practical effects. It's like real cars flipping over, real stunt people doing stuff. And everything is just, you know... You, I don't know if you, you've even seen the trailer... Seen yeah, I've, seen, I've yeah. seen I've seen the the art direction and the character design everything is really insane. I mean there's this this guy who rides on the back of a truck like playing like a like flamethrowing guitar yeah, double and like guitar drumming and all that crazy. There's all kinds there's of crazy like a demon shit out there. on the hood of a car. Yeah, so I mean there there was a lot of impressive stuff yeah, obviously. Visually it, it was like amazing. about 80% of the movie was action. Yeah, basically. It was like a Fast and the Furious movie pretty much. But, like a, but much more, but much more innovative than the, than those movies are. So it's like okay, so it's like a first rate <laughs> Fast and the Furious. Well, movie. I mean, I, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on cinematography wise and 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 performance wise. It's just to me, I didn't. I felt sort of disconnected from some of the characters because of the lack of dialogue. I guess because I'm a writer, I'm more of a word person, and I, there wasn't a lot of that happening. Yeah. It was, and because I was tired when I saw it, anything that was subtle would have gone right over my head. Yeah, the, yeah. There was very few character development. There was only the one, the, the only characters. I think it was like the Warlord, right? Mad Max, Furiosa. Well, Fur- Furiosa was the best part of the whole movie. Yeah, and and uh, one of like the Mad Max's people or something, right? Oh, you're talking about Nux. Yeah, Nux. Yeah, he wasn't. He was part of the. Basically, what it is is the only character development in the whole movie. The the and, and very rare. Basically, it's it centers on like a religious cult led by the the bad guy that looks like Bane and Morton Joe. Yeah. And uh, Nux is one of his many followers. So he's basically chasing after Furiosa and Max, who I don't want to get into plot details, even though, because there's not that much plot to really spoil. Um, go into it for the, the spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. They have his five wives that they're trying to liberate from from a Morton Joe. Yeah, he's like the typical. He's a warlord. Stereotypical type. man trying to bring the woman down. <laughs> I guess much. so. He has all these all these women under him. You know, he gets upset when when uh, you know pregnant when women get pregnant and well, and, he didn't get upset and it defiles his own property, so he kills the motherfuckers. I don't know it's, about it's all that. It's a typical man. He blames <laughs> he blames the woman for being pregnant when it's. I mean, well, he wants fault. he wants sons. That's the thing. Oh, he okay. wants sons, and it didn't work out typical for him thing. because the pregnant one didn't didn't take a didn't science survive. class. The um, the thing for sons comes from men. But Charlie Theron, <laughs> Shirley Theron is is really great in it as Furiosa, and she's 
there's been a lot of people have been saying about how she's like one of the best like female action heroes in a long time, and I, and I totally see that. Do you think that they're gonna get the utopian society that they wish for after? I mean, after all this happens. Wait, who? With the Max warlord and... being on? Oh, after I mean, eating now, probably not. I mean, yeah, come on, because they—that's what ultimately the whole reason they're fighting for is so it could be utopian, or or at least utopian. well, it's not gonna be as oppressive, at least. Not as I mean, oppressive, that's what they're but you know for. it's not going to go right. Someone's going to come up. Well, I know. Gonna... I know that uh, George Miller, who's who directed this movie and directed the other three, like this is his this is his baby from the, the late seventies on. Uh, so you have a seventy year old guy coming back and coming in and, and making this batshit crazy movie. Yeah. Um, I know that he's got ideas for two more movies, so. So you uh, know it's not going to be a complete uh, right, utopian exactly. society. Well, but it's more fun if it's not a utopian society. Was the character anyway. Furiosa in the other ones? No, no, she's just, a new this one. This is and, a new character. And a lot of and another issue that I had with it with the movie is that I was really looking forward to seeing Tom Hardy as as Mad Max, and he's not really like he's there, but he's not really the the focal point of the movie. It really is on she, Charlize Theron, yeah. Which is not taking anything away from how awesome she is, but it's also like I felt that Mad Max, I felt like Tom Hardy and Mad Max got a little bit. Like shortchanged, yeah. yeah. Like if you're gonna do a Furiosa movie, just do that movie like as a spinoff. Don't name of it Mad after Max. Mad Max. Yeah, exactly. Furiosa. Exactly. Well, that's the brand name. <laughs> right. Well, of course, obviously. So uh, I don't know if Charlie Theron would come back for a sequel, or if it would just be Tom Hardy because I know they. I read that they clashed a lot on set of the movie. What Charlie Theron? Yeah, because um, because that seems. I mean, can you imagine if they're shooting this like in the desert? Long days, very like physically intensive and stuff. I can imagine after a while they'd be like fucking pissed with each other. Oh yeah, of course. So it does yeah. not look Do like it was an easy shoot. Do you think that they added a lot of? Well, they they made Furiosa like a big like like female figure because they subjugated all these women. <laughs> well, I, a lot of people have been talking about the movie and whether or not it has like a feminist agenda or whatever. Yeah. Um, I Which mean, I think it's. I mean, to a certain extent, I guess every movie has an agenda. But I mean, I think I think it's smart of the movie, especially in these times, to reflect a, a strong female uh, female figure within the film who's on the level, if not surpasses the level of Mad Max. Actually, yeah. and what in her the heroics. fuck? We haven't had one good female figure superhero movie. Not ever. No, well, based on comic books, never. Unless we go with something like, like Hunger Games, that's she's technically sort of a. I superhero want a three hundred, all with women. That's weird. Yeah. And that's weird. Three hundred all with women. Three hundred women. You want three hundred women? You heard it here, folks. <laughs> three hundred, three hundred women. Clothing optional. All right. I think that would be. I think that would be opposite feminist. Yeah, I think so. I think it would. <laughs> <laughs> they can okay. They could be fully clothed, but three hundred women, and it could be <laughs> on on men that subjugate women, that defile women, that make it to try and trick women, that maybe own them as slaves or whatever. So like Django Unchained, but with but the three hundred women, but with females. Okay, three hundred sounds like something terrible. Well, it sounds like the bride sort of from Kill Bill. Only exactly, 300 but three hundred of them—that's a lot. And the women win. By actually, the way. she's she's a good one too. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good jump. That's a good jumping point for like a real fast like female action heroes like of lately. Who who do you think have been like the most iconic ones? I would say Furiosa's in there. I would say probably Katniss Everdeen and The Bride. 
those would be like my big ones that come spring to mind like in the last like in the well, 2000s mainly, most of them came from books well yeah well one of them of the three that we just said well no Katniss is you could go in the Divergent series if I don't you, know if I put her on the same level as, as any of these people but well it's it's because it's not as popular of a I book guess. series but you could say that you could also say um I don't know why you'd want to, but you could go into the Twilight and say oh, she's no, a, she's not a hero or any kind of feminist figure. She's a stupid. In bitch. the books, she's supposed to be a no, lot she's better. Not. In the books, she's supposed to be a lot yeah, better. Fail. In the movies. Well, don't go Denied. off. Of, don't go off to off well, of, I'm uh, about movies. Kirsten Stewart's dull personality. I'm going off of the movies because that's what I've <laughs> well, seen. Okay, in the movies, yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I, that's all. Black I can Widow. I, Black Widow is is a is an important one. Yeah, I've heard talks she of needed, maybe a Black Widow movie. That's at some not. Point. That's never gonna happen. Well, she's been trying to talk them up with. I know. Uh, they, why haven't they Kevin done it already? Fahey. Well, it's because they have uh, so many movies coming up. Well, I mean, they could have the snuck, snuck that in there between Ant Man and Guardians of the Galaxy. They couldn't do something that Black Widow would be more of a short thing. I don't know. It'd, it'd have to be more demand for it. I, I guess. I mean, I think a lot of fans want to see that already. Yeah, men want to see her fighting people. Well, she's a great and character. Want to see if she's more interesting than, than a lot of the other people that are in these things. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, maybe maybe they'll have like a a Netflix series on her or something. Something, like that. at least we need a. So, uh, There's a lot of great female uh, Shield agents. Speaking of Marvel, real fast. There's a lot of great female heroes on Agents of Shield. There's a few of them. Really, Mock- Mockingbird, and then there's Melinda May, and then Sky, who's now. And then Newman. They did that Peggy show. Yeah. They did the Carter show. Agent Carter. That was good. So. Not great. It wasn't great, but it was it was good to... It was an interesting uh, experimental thing that they did with that. Not getting a second season. Uh, okay. Um, so let me ask you this question here. Uh-huh. I'm going to just throw you a random question. Okay. Do you think... Well, okay. When do you feel... Yes, I do think. Is... A good time to do a reboot. When do I... I mean, it depends on the property. It depends on what franchise we're talking about. Tell me... Let's let's do a list of bad reboots first. Oh my gosh. We don't have enough time for that. Let's do... Uh, do like five. Five bad reboots. Oh, anything in the... Anything in the horror genre. Which doesn't bode well for Poltergeist coming up... Coming out tomorrow as of this recording. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean... I could be wrong, but I've seen a lot of the remakes of the horror movies, and I was like, eh, whatever. Well, yeah. Why even bother with that? Some of the sequels started to get crappy, and all of a sudden, well, and then you they, think that they're well, going to they refresh make it. it. Have you seen Carrie? It. Yeah, the yeah, I did. Was that good? Yeah, it was okay. I like Chloe Grace Moretz and Julian Moore. It wasn't didn't really do that much different, honestly. I didn't see it because I was like, it. the first one was so traumatizing for me. Really? Yeah, it was, very tra- it was a very traumatizing it? movie. When did you see the the first movie? A while ago. Oh, and well, it was no wonder how, 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 how young were you when you saw it? No, no, no. It, it wasn't like AI that it traumatized me. <laughs> that was. I mean, I was young when that came out. I, no, I, I saw it after, but I saw. It, I don't know, like a year ago. Oh, okay. Or something. You know. So around the same time as, as the remake came out, it sounded like... Maybe two years ago. Well, plus, it was before the remake. Plus, if we're talking about reboot, there's a difference to me between a reboot and a remake. A remake means this stuff happened in this other movie. We're just going to redo it with the same stuff. We're going to tell that exact same story just over again. That In my mind, that's a remake. 
Now, reboot means you like these characters from this other story. We're going to take those same characters and, and start new, start all, new, start new all over again with those same characters. With a different story, though. With a different, with a story that is clearly, that is clearly similar but not the same. Amazing Spider-Man. For you mean example. like villains wise or whatever? I mean, Amazing Spider-Man. Because, you know, Amazing Spider-Man is not a remake of the original Spider-Man. It's a reboot. Because it's a reboot because you take yeah, you take the elements of that character that are essential, bitten by a spider. And well, it's a different take on crap. Spider-Man for right, one. Exactly. He, he has to make he makes it right. He makes and this, the Amazing Spider-Man. He makes the he web makes his web shooters and then yeah. Um, and uh, the, the Uncle Ben still dies, but it's but that's like a essential backstory. That's it's, different. Yeah, of course. So that's I would consider yeah that that would be a reboot. Um, you know, or, the Batman Casino suit. Royale. Casino Royale. Well, we'll go into the bad ones. That's good. Okay, one. That's a good. One. One. We have a, we have a few good ones actually that we yeah. thought of. All right, bad. I think the thing with bad ones is just so many. Well, I said horror, so that covers a lot. I think there's so many bad ones that it's hard I'm trying to think of a to good pinpoint a bad one. I mean, teen, I you know how I feel about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, I defended it a little bit, even though yeah, it's not great. It's terrible. It's well, it's not great. Needless to say, it's terrible. <laughs> well, some people feel that way about Amazing Spider-Man, but I think those are more mediocre. The sequel than, is terrible. I think I think they're, those are more mediocre than terrible. Like I'm talking about like crap. Yeah. And even the second one, which I wa- rewatched, Ninja Turtles. I guess even it's, <laughs> it's crap going on mediocre. I guess. Alright. It has its moments, but as far as acting goes, as far oh, Megan as Fox, I mean, yeah. Credibility of storyline. True to the characters. True to the characters. No, the turtles the turtles. The turtles. No, the turtles were actually really good. Yeah. Like we just need more of them and less of maybe yeah, Megan exactly. Fox. I don't want to see I don't care what kind of sex Megan Fox and what Michael Bay. Uh, whoever, yeah, I guess. I think one of the there's like two or three. Uh, whoever is, you know, I don't want care what kind of sex she's having with the director. I don't want her to be the main focal point of the movie. I didn't yeah, come I to see. It's not I the know. April, the April show. It's Teenage, the Teenage Ninja, Ninja, Ninja April. <laughs> well, yeah, she might as well. Um, might as well have been called. That did you hear least. that they, they've been confirmed Bebop and Rocksteady for the for the sequel? Yeah, yeah. You, you told me that. I didn't. I did. I think okay. you did. Yeah, and then there are rumors about Krang. So we'll see if that happens. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be awesome. I'm excited about that. What are they going to do Darkwing Duck? Oh, like a reboot of Darkwing Duck? Yeah. Like live action? I don't know that if would I want to cool. see that. I don't know. I feel like that would be terrible. You could bring him into the Marvel Universe. Disney owns Darkwing Duck. Garfield. Duck. Put him in there with uh, done, Duck, Howard the Duck. They've done Garfield. They've done Chipmunks. They, what else have they done? Those are reboots. The Chipmunks, I uh, guess. They've done Paddington now. Yeah, they did. That was very cute. Uh, they're going to do Charlie Brown. I mean, Smurfs. Smurfs might as well do. do it's just a matter of time before they get to some of that, I guess. Yeah, I think it would be cute. <laughs> well, I'll watch anything with Darkwing Duck. Actually, no. They would screw it up. No, Dark. I I would take Darkwing Duck as more like a TMNT. You know how TMNT is, where it's all CG? CGI or CG. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how I, I would take Darkwing Duck. Because the thing is, is that there's no focus. There's no you- on, there's, me, on on human. There characters. are no humans at all, actually, in that universe. They're all ducks mostly. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's ducks. There's a rat. There's a you know. There's a bull. Taurus bull, bull, bull and like a walrus. There's all. They're all yeah, animals. They're all animals. So it would be more fitting to make it. 
And the, the funny thing is, is that they get take things from real life and put it in animals in Darkwing Duck That's if true. they wanted to. That would be like a little funny, like a billboard or something of like some political campaign or, or some. It could or, be an elephant versus a donkey. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, or yeah, this is some stupid stuff. Well, because like those that. are the parties, be, Republican. It would be cute to, yeah. to like re reboot it or reboot. Yeah, reboot it. That would be a reboot. Yeah, yeah. Like they're rebooting Ducktales, so there Boom. you go. Boom. Darkwing Duck was a spinoff of Ducktales, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Technically, so. So yeah, I think that, I think they should do it. I think they should do it. Next. All right. Uh, all so right. Bad let's, ones. Let's do. Let's just go into the good ones. Okay, good ones. Casino Royale, James Bond. Christopher Nolan's Batman. Batman, yes. Definitely. Uh, would you say Superman? Man of Steel? Man of Steel. Depends who you ask. I like it a lot. I think it was I think it was probably one of the best It's it's one of the best Superman movies we've had. And he's we've talked about this before. He's probably one of the hardest like high like high profile superheroes to get right on screen. Yeah. As far yeah, like I, Thor, I would, Thor is another one that's hard to get. I don't right, know if it's. Too. I don't know if it's as good as the the original first one, right. Superman the movie, but it's up. It's, it's the best thing we've had since it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It definitely beats the second one. The second. Well, the don't second even, one. Don't even go about the oh, third and fourth, fourth one. And returns are those are all crap. Um, <laughs> but I do like Brandon Routh, and I like that he's been sort of brought back into the DC family now. Yeah. I don't mind him. It's just the script was terrible. Yeah. The script was terrible. Kevin Spacey was good and everyone... Kate you know, Bosworth was terrible on this Oh, yeah. Well, I never really liked her. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, we're just being honest. Pretty but, much. But, um, just the script was just... Yeah, they didn't have a lot to work with I don't with know there. why he went just going on a ramp, on, on a little, like, tangent? Uh, tangent here. We're all about that. I don't know why he left X Men for that, but he came back, so it worked out. It came back for he's gonna come back for Apocalypse. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're shooting already. So, uh, but I, I mean, I there wouldn't be no Apocalypse if it wasn't for a a terrible X Men. The last that was the real Apocalypse (laughs) for the X Men franchise. Oh my god. Yes. So because that's the whole reboot. And then you have it's funny that you talk about X Men because we're talking we're talking about reboots and remakes and sequels and that kind of thing. Uh X Men First Class is sort of like the reboot slash sequel type. It's sort of a reboot, but it's not. But it's a prequel too. It's it kind of rides that line a little bit. Yeah. Um, which then became even blurrier with Days of Future Past. But uh, but as far as good ones, I'd say The Mask of Zorro is another really great one. From back in the day, not not the sequel. That was terrible. Um, uh, you mentioned one earlier. Did you want to say it, or do you want me to? Nah, you go. Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. That was a real. That was a great reboot. That's we that's all know. One you, of my we favorite. all know how much I love Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, especially. That's, I, dude. I would go and say that's my favorite series of movies so far. Of the re- of the ones we went wait all in time. general all time oh see I don't know about that just those it's only those two Take movies. any series give me a few series right now let's see well, you know how you know which ones I'm going are, right off the you bat. know my favorite series I'm all about Batman I'm all about Star Wars I'm all about uh, oh come on you don't even, you take the Dark Knight single yeah but Batman Begins to me is like Dark Knight is five out of five you take Batman Begins is like four and a half out of five for okay. me. Alright. And then it's in Dark my Knight top Rises. Five. Dark Knight Rises. It's in my is, top five. Dark Knight Rises is on the bottom. Possibly of that. Like, three. Of that three. I wouldn't say 
I don't know. I, I might not even say Star Wars in there. You don't even like Star Wars as much as I do as me. like, well, not as much as you. Yeah. No. no. It's true. But, um, but, st- I mean, Star Wars, it's just, there's so many good series, though. Yeah. Star Trek, that's another good series. It's that's rebooted. Out. It's, a, that's it's a been rebooted, yeah. You, you said that before. I did before we recorded. Um, and, uh, 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump one. Street. It's interesting. I think you. I think for a reboot to work, you have to have. It's 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 tricky because you have to have the essence of what made that property, you know, really, or the property, that character or characters or world, whatever. Mm-hmm. What made that really click with people initially, but but do something different enough with it that it feels fresh, like the Planet of the Apes movies. Those were done to death back in the 70s and 80s because they had like five of those movies, a TV show, an animated show and all that. But when they did the new one, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, they 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 basically took what is a really over the top sci-fi concept and they were and they and they boiled it down to its bare essence. So like, well, how would that have started? What would this what would what would lead what would lead the apes to taking over the planet? Yeah. You know, and, and are they the justified story. in their in their instead of it pursuit just, of that? Instead of just being like, "Well, I'm I'm here. I came from space. Yeah, everything's fucked up. Yeah, I don't exactly. know what the fuck's going on right now. I'm in another world. Not I'm I'm in another world. Right. Well, yeah. Air quotes. <laughs> um, yeah, I I like the way they took. That's one. That's one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite stories. Is that they they created their own. They added their own thing to the entire series. Actually, I think I think what we just I think we just hit on it. What you need for a successful reboot is re, reboot. Or you can reboot and go out on the water and it's a pretty day. Is um, a a reboot is to deconstruct. Is to essentially have it serve as a deconstruction of that property. So like that's what Planet of the Apes is about essentially. So how do you how do you strip all that all that crap away and decades of history? What is the story there that really needs to be told to start from start anew? Well, yeah, you got to give a fresh start on right. it. Otherwise, it's it like you said, with it turns into a remake. Right. And you don't want to tell the exact same thing over and over of what people have already seen dozens of times. Unless you're Terminator, at which point you're just like, we're gonna go back and just do the whole thing, only different. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how that's gonna work. Exactly. I'm worried. Everybody that I've heard of, like podcasts that I've heard, people I talk to. Everybody's sort of like, I don't know if that's a... Is that a it's, reboot, a sequel? It, what the hell is going on there? It's cool to see Arnold in the movie, but you don't see him that much in the trailer. Right. Which makes me very, very worried that he's really not going to be part of the movie. Oh, did you... Because that's the whole reason that I wanted to see the movie in the first place. Well, Salvation because, was terrible. That because was, it's like an one. old Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie, the old Terminator. I've been waiting for you. Yeah, exactly. And he goes and he fights his, his original self one, yeah. when he comes back. And well, have you seen the... Did you see the... the again, the another most tangent. recent trailer? Did you see that? Because that was very yeah. spoilery like a bitch. Yeah, with the second trailer. Yeah, the yeah, second I trailer saw was very that one. spoilery. Yeah, so yeah. I don't, I don't know. What about I'm, John Connor? Yeah, I'm really stuff, worried yeah. about what the hell's going on with that movie. They I already feel like, told the, they already showed sorta, the whole. Hand I feel like that movie. was a that was one of the big twists. Now, so you come in like well, I, I don't know if that means that, that the studio is worried and they're like shit. Nobody cares about this movie. Let's put out something crazy and make them go like, what the fuck? I gotta see this. Yeah. I I have a feeling that's gonna be of all the like. And there's several. The reason we wanted to talk about reboots is because we've got Mad Max that just came out, yeah. Jurassic World, which is a sequel, 
because it, it honors the first movie, but it, but it uh, ignores the other two. But it's also a reboot because it's trying to take that concept into the present day. Like, it doesn't have any of the characters of that other one or any of that. Well, one, the scientist, briefly. Um, and then Terminator, and then Poltergeist. Re Poltergeist was just technically a remake. It's just, there's so many. Like, this is really, we're in the era of reboots. Even Star Wars is just being sequels. It's, it's being sequelized slash rebooted with. The franchise seven. is being rebooted. Right, I guess essentially. You could say. Well, because Disney's now like, <laughs> crap, let's make money off this. No one's going to the Star Star the the Star Wars ride. We need to, like, basically spruce up our sales. Yeah, but that, that movie we looks amazing. We need to start amazing. making more Star Wars memorabilia. Yeah, but see, he, he J.J. Abrams touched base with with what what I said about what appeals to people. The, the wonder of that world and the excitement and the, the music and the characters, which is why when Han, Han Solo shows up at the end of that trailer... Every Star Wars fan all over the world just shit themselves. Is, is Hans Zimmer going in on that? Or? Okay, come on. <laughs> I mean, he he seems like he does most of like the the fantastical like he did Star Trek, right? Oh, you talking about the score? Yeah. Uh, no, I forget. Michael Giacchino did the, oh, new, the new Star Star Trek movies. No, John Williams is coming back for episode seven. Oh, okay, good. I don't know. He's like getting up there in age, so I don't know if he's going to be around for episodes eight, nine, ten, eleven, whatever. And then the anthology movies, which are the spinoffs that are sort of tied to know. it. Are they going to do that much? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. They're doing a Star Wars movie every year. It's episode seven's this year, and the next year is, is in, an anthology movie, which is sort of set in a different time and place, but within that world. And then and then episode eight, and then an anthology, and then episode... Like, every year we're getting a Star Wars so movie. So you think Han is going to die in this one? I do, yeah. They got to take out the old people certain somehow. Yeah, I feel like he'd be the one to go. I don't care. Harrison Ford doesn't want to keep playing this character forever. He wanted him to die in Episode Six and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And George Lucas was like, "No, we're gonna keep him alive." And he's like, "All right, fine." <laughs> he's like, "I don't want to come back." Plus, he's in, the biggest in like star. Forty years he's and the... have to play this character. <laughs> exactly. Again. I think that's what he's thinking. <laughs> um, and he's the biggest star, so he's the one that would would they would want to most cut loose. I just really hope that they would keep Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher around for another movie or two. Even in the background, even with like small Alec Guinness. I think I think each movie roles. we're gonna lose another old person. Oh man, <laughs> there's a lot of rumors about that, but we're going off topic again. I, I wouldn't be. Maybe they're. Maybe they'll do like a like a like a like a Carrie Ann Moss and and Hans. Uh, you know, uh, Hans. Carrie Ann Moss, Carrie Fisher. You mean? Yeah, Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss. You brought Trinity I'm tired. into this. I'm tired. <laughs> You're usually tired when we record. That's true. We always do it late at night. It's not that late. Um, yeah. It's like not even 10. Come on. Uh, it's past my bedtime. No. I guess. No, Your bedtime's not. at 6.30. No. Um, Carrie Fisher and, and... Mark Hamill? Yeah, Mark... Well, no. I think... Are you talking gonna... about kids? Yeah, not Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill. That kiss didn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think Leia and Han Solo... There you go. Just ...are going to get killed. I couldn't find my Both my of them? Mind. I think they both are. Like, oh, like you know, one of those, like, um... Those like oh, it's, I love you so much. Let's die to get Romeo and Juliet oh. type. Sun and Sun and Jin from Lost. Sun and Jin. Spoilers for a show that it like ended five years ago or something. I'm more than that, I think. It's like 2010, I think it ended. Yeah. 11, 10 or yeah, seems I think like 10. it's farther. Away. I know because it's one of those things that once you're done watching, you're like, all right, well, that's done. That's done. Next, <laughs> I go on with my life. It doesn't have any replay value, really. <laughs> It's like, like I, you know how we were talking about Daredevil? Like, I want to go watch Daredevil, like, right now. But yeah. Lost, I'm like, eh, I've seen it. I know how it ends. It's, I'm done. Oh, yeah. That, it doesn't have that's any That's one replay. of those, that's, yeah, that's like 24. You don't want to go back. Yeah, kind of. I've been watch. watching Buffy. 
like catching her up on the old seasons because she didn't see the latter half of the series. And I'm like, this is awesome. I forgot I saw how great the show was. Oh, you could pick any episode yeah. of Buffy and just Yeah, but they're, to... they're serialized enough still. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but that's not how Lost is. No, Lost, Lost, yeah, Lost is, is very, super serialized. You have to watch it sequential order. Right. And same thing with 24. Breaking Bad. Same thing with Breaking Bad. Same thing with Game of Thrones. Walking Dead. All your shows, basically. I would watch any single episode of Walking... Just because I know... And I know what happened before and after. You're like, it's like picking up a book you've read a million times. Just like, and... Oh, okay, we'll pick up from there. Yeah. Exactly. So, I, I would still watch Walking Dead. Just That's your favorite show, right? Because it's... I don't know. It's up there. I would say probably, yes. Yeah. Anyway, reboots. So... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So... Or, for example, James Bond. It's like he's all aloof with women and he's into, and he's like cut off emotionally. It's like, well, how did that happen? Well, Casino Royale brought us a story where he legitimately fell in love with this girl and he like let his armor down for the last time because she screwed him over and then that shit went up for permanently. And that's how he became the James Bond that we know. Or Batman, same thing. It's like all of, you have to just kind of scale it back. And the thing that's funny with Mad Max is that it's a reboot in that it's... like it's... what Gotham's doing with, with the, the Dark Knight. I guess. Um, Do you not like this show? I, I've only seen the, th- the last three episodes of the season. But I did research, like like you're doing with Mad Max. I did research with Gotham on all the, the whole season up to that point. So yeah. I sort of knew what was going on. But I'm just like, this is not very well written at all. It's like, really? Okay. I guess this is what we're doing. Um, but... But Mad Max, it's they're rebooting. It's like we were saying with Star Wars. It's more of them rebooting the franchise and taking it into a modern filmmaking. But still, it's still a sequel to those other films. Is is as far as I know. So that's the tricky thing with that. I mean, I think, I think it's George Miller. I mean, I haven't seen the original movies but based on what I've heard. If the new one is pretty true to the spirit of those other ones, just like amped up because you know we have new technologies that are available to us and that kind of thing, um, but it still kind of has that same anarchic spirit as the older movies. Well, why don't you just do one of those those Disney remake things where you just go over the footage and you just make it better? <laughs> we took this. This is the Diamond Edition. Add in some. Add in. Add in some. Of uh, teenage Mutant Or you could do like, do like the Star Wars and add in like some CG crazy shit in the background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I the... can. I need to like Netflix those now because now I'm curious. Um, Star Wars. No, Mad Max. Not Star Mad Wars. Max. I've seen many times. Is it on Netflix? It's not streaming. I checked, so I'll have to get the discs. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm sure they have them, like at the library or something too, or I can find them online. Um, not uh, legally. I mean, not not illegally. Obviously. I don't want to get a virus. Um, so, so no, it's interesting. I'm kind of curious where they're going to take it now going forward. But, but yeah, you should, uh, you know, anybody listening, you should definitely check it out. It's, it's very interesting film and, uh, just visually, you have like, even if, even if I have some issues with the lack of character development in certain places or like the lack of dialogue and that kind of thing, visually, like you have to see it on the big screen. In fact, like I, I, I will probably go see it again just to make sure that I oh, the didn't big miss anything. Yeah, oh, I have my movie pass. Yeah, movie, movie pass. Totally. If anybody is interested in that, it's totally. They're not a sponsor for the podcast or anything. I wish, but uh, thirty dollars a month and you can go see uh, a movie every day. It's just yeah. You see a movie per day. Yeah, pretty and much. If you I mean, stay it just in covers the theaters, your, you can just well, yeah, technically, but I mean, they're not gonna like then endorse the, then, that. Then it's then it's uh, it's limitless. Then <laughs> that's true. 
So, uh, do we anything else we want to go over with that? No, that's good. All right. We'll uh, talk to you in a second with the encore. Stick around. Yeah, we'll stick around. My name is Freddie. I'm Rob. You can find me on Twitter at Crooked Table. Also, uh, go to crookedtable.com and read you know, my reviews and features. Like us on Facebook. Uh, we're pretty much all over the place. So, My name is Freddie Yanis, and I am on Twitter as well. And I do not want you to be my friend on Facebook, so don't check me out on there. But my Twitter account is at Freddy underscore Yanez, Y-A-N-I-Z. Check me out. I don't go on there much, but when I do, I post funny stuff. So, on to you, Rob. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, reach out to us. Let us know what what you want to hear us talk about. I know uh, this show, I always say this, is constantly evolving, but... We're still episode nine, so we're still finding our footing, that kind of thing. I mean, neither one of us. We're really not does even this. in the double digits, guys. Exactly. Give us a break. Yeah, seriously, we're we're the fourth grader of podcasts right now. I mean, if once we get into the triple digits, then you can get on us. But until then, just stay back. Step okay, off, man. Son. Just step off. We don't <laughs> want to hear it. All you haters out there, you could just stay to yourself. All right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know I how got, to top that. I got that off my chest. Okay. You feeling better now? Feel no, a little relaxed? No. They better. If I, I'll feel better if we don't hear anything from haters. Well, see, now nobody's going to want to tweet us. They're going to be scared. <laughs> and don't troll us on Twitter. You can troll me on Twitter. I don't mind. I like the attention. <laughs> so uh, that'll do it for the Cricket Tail Podcast this week. Stick around for the Encore segment and uh, catch you later. Roll credits. All right, and welcome back to the Crooked Table Podcast. My name is Freddie. I'm Rob. And we're going to go into our encore segment, final round. What are we, in the 1940s? <laughs> oh, you see, there's a whole bunch of dames over here, and we want to get all our giggle juice real fast. <laughs> I'm doing that family guy guy. Uh, okay. Those guys um, are like those. All right, what do you, what, what do, you do for uh, your encore? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do uh, a film called A Most Violent Year. This movie came out last year. It was sort of talked about in the awards season, but it didn't really get any awards nominations. But it stars uh, Oscar Isaac, who's going to be in Star Wars Episode Seven. He's in, in a currently in a really good sci-fi movie called Ex Machina. He's also been in uh, Inside Lewin Davis, the Coen Brothers movie, as well as Sucker Punch and a bunch of other things. So he's a real up-and-comer. Uh, it also has Jessica Chastain in it um, from you know Zero Dark Thirty and all that. And David Oyelowo, who's... Also, uh, the lead in Selma, which is also another really good movie, by the way, that I just recently watched. Um, and it's, it's a really interesting, like, crime drama set in the, uh, in the early 80s. And, and it's, it's just, it's, it's, I've, I've gotten to that point now where Oscar Isaac, like, anything I see him in, I'm just like, okay, this guy's interesting. Like, I just want to see anything he does now. He's just got that, he's got that real, like, sort of, like, hard-to-read uh, face where you can't ever tell if he's like scheming against you. Is it brooding? Like, no, it's not, sort of, but it's like you can't tell if he's being really earnest or he's fucking with you or like. And he's just he's he's really good. Face. Yeah, he's just really good at at, at conveying um, 
no, convey, no conveying emotion. complex. Well, no, <laughs> conveying like complex intensity, and like he's got like that quiet rage about him. Like I was watching him in this movie earlier, actually, and uh, and um, hmm? yeah, and uh, and he he totally has like that Michael Corleone vibe, like from the God from the Godfather. You know, I I kind of thought the same thing about Megan Fox. Okay, how she conveys crazy. no emotion. No, no, but seriously, and, and she looks like. She always has a face of bewilderment. That's the Botox. Like she's thinking about something, That's but at the same the... time, I'm like, or she's, or she's, she t- has a really good poker face. I can't understand what she's trying to convey right now. It's almost I like she has no... exactly what you're talking about. It's almost Rob. like she has no thoughts whatsoever. <laughs> so just an utter look of like. No, but he has a total like Michael Corleone face. Where yeah. it's like he's very calm and composed, but you can you have that sense that any second he could lose his fucking mind and like cut your throat. It's like Dom from uh, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, but he's boring. Yeah, uh, family. It's family. All I want is to just sit here with my barbecue and my beer. And my cores. Of, no, and my of, corona. Uh, of coronas, and and just just sit here by my house uh, and just drink this beer with nice family around. And good friends. <laughs> I don't got friends. I got family. I don't have friends. I have family. Yeah, exactly. But only not terrible as an actor. He always looks very calm in the. In the I know, but yeah, you see, you're totally moment. undercutting my Oscar Isaac post. I'm sorry. <laughs> see him. Go see him in in anything. Uh, I'm comparing or Vin see Diesel movie, to. Yeah, see, Vin Diesel's not gonna be any. He's not. He's not an Oscar worthy performer or anything. You don't know him, man. He, he's not. When he played. The Iron Giant. It broke my heart to pieces. <laughs> we mean, are Groot, y'all. He, he, we are Groot. He could. He could be a. a I mean, he's good at voice actor. work. He's got an interesting voice for characters. Oh like yeah, that, he but, does. But like, yeah, it's voice. totally different level of acting. There's no subtlety to Vin Diesel's acting, yeah. really. All right, so we're going to mine. Yes. All right. Uh, for my encore segment, I'm gonna do YouTube videos again, as usual. Yes. Well, I don't always do YouTube videos. Usually, I, I have two. Because it's YouTube videos. So I'm like, ah, oh, I'll give two instead. Uh, <coughs> okay, one of for. them is uh, it's uh, A Friend Like Me. The Disney song? Well, they, There Ain't Never Been a Friend Like Me yeah, is the name song. of the YouTube video. And basically, it's this guy who... Riding on a magic carpet with a no. princess. <laughs> it sounds familiar. No, no. He does... Uh, Robin William impersonations. Oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. But he goes through pretty much his whole entire career. Okay. And doing the different impersonations, he does like similar facial. He looks a lot like him. Hello. Uh, let me. I'm trying to get him for you so you can see it. Yeah, we don't um, want to put an audio on air. No, no, no. Because well, yeah, tell, show me after after we get off the the podcast. We'll do. But yeah, I, I'll show you just like. That's what he looks like. Oh yeah, he does look a lot like him. So he has the very similar, very similar hair. He always puts the hair somewhat to what it is. He has a very good impersonation of Robin Williams, and he has very similar facial structure. Yeah, he does to him. Damn. So um, his name is Jamie Costa. Is that the channel? Is the channel just his name? Yeah, just his name, Jamie Costa. How did you come across this? Uh, I don't know. I, Randomly I watch YouTube, YouTube videos. Yeah, I just watch YouTube videos and I come across it. So that's one of them. And then another one is uh, there's 
It's called Pure Imagination. Willy Wonka? And it features the Muppets. <gasps> no, it doesn't. I want it. Features the Muppets with Josh Groban and Lindsay Sterling, which is a violinist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know who she is. Dubstep violinist, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and so the 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 group of them do the song Pure Imagination with a little bit of humor to it. That sounds it. like it would... So, so Pure Imagination and the Muppets, that sounds like it's going to make me cry. No, I think it'll make you laugh more than it okay. makes you cry. I don't okay. think it'll make you cry. Because that song's really pretty. But it is really, really good, and I recommend that you see it. Both of them. Because they're just interesting watches. Cool. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. It's you could easily get. I, I get lost on YouTube sometimes, just watching random stuff. Like, ah, oh, you want me to watch this? Okay, that sounds yeah. good. Well, I I get lost on like the stupidest shit ever. Yeah. Because sometimes well, you know how you get in those moods where you just want to watch people fall on their face. No, I don't get and into hurt that mood. themselves. But like, and you're like, things. you're like, you're gonna fall, aren't you? Oh my you? god! Oh my or god! You're gonna knock that tree into your house, aren't you? Oh, you did it! Oh, I saw that coming. What? Um. College Humor, and this is not an encore thing, because if you don't know College Humor has a YouTube channel, then it's like, have you been on the internet before? But they have been so on point with a lot of their recent stuff. There's one, of, I, there, I've shared a couple on my own personal Facebook, but there's there's one about first world problems that they posted a few weeks ago that's freaking awesome. And, and there's one about like nostalgia, talking about like, you, know, you remember when nostalgia was fun? And now it's just like you're so weird. It actually ties into our whole reboot conversation earlier. It's like everything is being like, hey, remember this thing from a few decades ago? Boom. Now we're doing it again. Now, now it's Playing just like nostalgia. we're getting like a... Like you're a, addicted to nostalgia. We're getting like a big black dick down our throat of nostalgia. Yeah. It's like, remember the 80s? Yeah, take those 80s. I can't. I can't yeah, even pretty breathe. Much, pretty much. Basically. <laughs> I'm just swallowed whole by it. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty much how it is. And that co- college Humor has just... Some of their some of their sketches are a little a little weak. Like, I'm not going to lie. They have some every once in a while. They're like... Mm. But when they're on, they're on. And it's like some of the smartest, like, like comedy satire that I... Well, comedy satire. Satire is a form of comedy. But yeah. it's like some of the four, some of the sharpest, like satire sketches that I've seen satirical sketches online and so you, yeah you should check out some of them they're really funny really so, cool so All there right. you go that's our encore segment we will see you now or we will see you at another time <laughs> catch you later guys this has been a production of crookedtable.com all rights reserved <laughs>